how do you pitch this, uh, pardon the pun, to like the, the IWW where it's like, I would like to use your training to talk to people who are collectively big fans of a sports game that's on the internet but doesn't actually exist. pre-recorded during the weird expanse between recaps and Blaseball's return. This is, this is a cultural event, a Blaseball recap podcast. I'm your host, Evan Saff. My pronouns are they, them. Joining me as always is your other host, Eli. Hello, everybody. My name is Eli Lee, local Tick Tick Boom and Jonathan Larson hater. My pronouns are they, them. And I would expand on my previous statement, but it's gonna have to wait until a later episode because we've got guests today. We do have guests. We've got company. We've put out the fancy soap and towels. <laughs> oh, we stole those from hotels, Lee. Those are not great. Anyways. I um, I checked with my lawyer friend. It doesn't count as a confession if I don't mention which hotel. So, as we've mentioned, with this time period between Blaseball's return and us having already gone over every season, we thought we'd spend some time doing some interesting things and going into the extents of Blaseball and the Blaseball fandom. And what better extent than the fact that there are straight-up union training seminars going on hosted by members of the Houston Spies! Joining us are two of the facilitators on that, Matilda and Gwen. Matilda, Gwen, do you want to say hi, introduce yourselves? Hi there. So, yeah, I'm Matilda, aka Dom. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a, a union organizer, both alongside the Houston Spies and the IWW, and I used to steal Tonic's tea cakes from a hotel. <laughs> They would just uh, they would just leave them out there. So like before work every day, it was kind of a ritual to just go in and just like fill up my pockets. <laughs> and Gwen, do you want to introduce yourself and admit to a crime if you'd so like? <laughs> I'm Gwen, and my pronouns are she/her. And I have never broken any law ever. And if I told you about any laws that I've broken, I would have to kill you legally. Of course. It wasn't illegal, to be clear. Like, they just left those things out. They were just for the guests, and I was a guest. I was in the building. Listen, the last time that I was in a hotel, which I think was last February, they used to leave out... I don't know if you're familiar with this brand, because as I'm saying it, it sounds like a, a joke brand that someone would have made up to sell muffins. But the the brand Otis Spunkmeyer... <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, I... That's... I think I've heard of that. I told you, it doesn't sound like an actual muffin company. I assure you, it's real. And they used to leave out Otis Spunkmeyer muffins in the hotel lobby of this place that I stayed at. And I would just go downstairs and walk off with like four or five of them at a time. So if somebody associated with the IWW did that, then I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> that I was actually taking those muffins as an act of labor solidarity. <laughs> I was liberating those. If we're counting taking 
seeking complimentary food than I've stolen from many a breakfast bar at hotels I've stayed at, but I, I, I don't think that counts. Oh, this was before I was with the IWW anyway. This was when I was with the fucking Unite. <laughs> I would like to note, however, that there are non-Houston spies, baseball fans involved in facilitating the union training workshop. Yes. We have shoe thieves. We have other people. Matilda, do you know more than me? Yeah. I don't actually remember. I just assume everyone is a spy at all times. So it makes it very difficult to keep track of their cover identities. I mean, here's the thing is, is the fans of every team are spies, but Mm -hmm. yeah, we have, we have one person in the stakes, a couple of folks who are in the crabs, still in the crabs after all this time. I admire them. It, It kind of like, because what happened was after we actually started running the trainings, a lot of people from the other teams who had done the trainings were like, hey, I actually want to help with this. I want to help run this. And we were like, yeah, sure. You know, this is a collectively organized thing. It's not like, even though we kind of have been like, being like, oh, it's a Houston Spies training. At this point, it's just kind of every everyone's kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, it, it grew beyond just being hosted by the Spies. But I think Blaseball historians will recall it as the Spies Union Seminars. The scribes will record it as a, a original branch off of the Spies. This seems like That's fair. Um, a good jumping off point to sort of talk about this because a long-running joke on this podcast has been my staunch belief that the players of Blaseball should be unionizing so they can collectively bargain against the peanut. Mm-hmm. So, oh boy, you are talking to the right pair of people about that concept. <laughs> yeah, no, when Evan informed me that there were more than two people in the baseball circuit who were giving like collective bargaining trainings to people my heart almost exploded my brain just turned into a compressed jpeg i was so happy (laughs) start from the beginning like how did this happen who came up with this idea and give me the history of how you started organizing this collective bargaining for baseball yeah so it's it's quite interesting right because it it started out as like folks will probably remember how the the uh crabs were running that arg it was uh, shortly after they ascended, they were running the Crabs LLC ARG, where like the crabs sold out and became capitalists. Crabitalists. Yes, Lee, you'll, you'll recall how the crabs ascended and then all immediately became lawyers. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. that was what I consider to be one of the more tragic parts of baseball. Yeah, and, and like the spies who were like, okay, we see this and we see like some people have, you know, they've made like a, a crabs union Twitter and crabs have been like shitting union memes and stuff. What if we just like, like yeah, absolute mad lads, what if we just like ran actual fucking union organizing trainings because it, uh, it was me and then... I believe there was one other IWW member in the Spies at that time. The Spies are already really anarchist or really like not anarchist and non-hierarchical. So like the idea got traction very fast. But then like we reached out to the folks who were running the Crabs ARG and we're like, hey, what if we ran like actual like union training just for like the Crabs fans? And they were like, yeah, we want clarity of purpose in our story. (laughs) So like we're just like, okay. So we can't just, we can't, we don't want to tie this in with them because like, we don't want to like confuse people or anything. The crabs had to keep up kayfabe. So what if we just run this for everyone? You don't want people showing up to your union training seminars and going, okay, but what are the clues for the ARG? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was probably a bit smart that they thought of that because we fucking didn't. We were just like, uh, wouldn't this be funny? (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, when I when we were talking about how how to do the training and everything at first, I remember being like, "So uh, f- four hours, huh? You know, do you, do you think that's a little much for p- expecting people to?" Uh, when we thought that it was just going to be, you know, with Crabs LLC, Crabs people, I was like, "So this would be part of." this roleplay thing? Don't you think a four-hour commitment is a little much to expect to tick off the we attended a union training workshop box? And uh, Dom was like, that's not the idea. And then there's like, there's some people who are there for the Crabs ARG who are in the back like, when is JJ Abrams gonna get here? Yeah. Yeah, 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 basically. Just like, yeah. so, so, uh, so, are we gonna get like you know a clue as to how to solve the corporate dilemma or whatever? And like, no, no, we're just running you actually union training. Yeah, we're actually <laughs> trying to teach you how to unionize your actual workplace, uh, and that's been something that's been something that we've noticed a couple times, not very often, but when going through the form submissions for people who want to attend the seminars, every now and then we'll get one that has something like. I love baseball or whatever as the what do you expect to get out of this training and it's like hmm or uh what so the person who responded with I love baseball was a, 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 an HR person so like I was trying not to get very specific I was just like in general we've had responses other than the person who was specifically trying to infiltrate we have had people who were like <laughs> As a, you know, as a crab or as a whatever team fan, I feel like it's necessary for my bit to attend this training. And it's like, well, that's not, that's not ideal. Uh, That's not really the purpose. But, you know, I I get it. Labor organization is not a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, I can imagine particularly, you know, leaning into that and just going, yeah, I don't know if you want to. Listen, personally, I am known for commitment to bits, but, uh, like, disin- not disingenuously, but taking the time to spend four hours in an actual union training seminar <laughs> for a bit, like, that's- yeah. It's a bit of a commitment. That's free time I don't have. Ironically yeah. attending the union seminars. <laughs> like, I'm going to ironically move to Houston now, you know? Like, it's a little much. It's a little much. I'm going to ironically join the IWW and get a tattoo of it on my arm. You know, for jokes. For the bit! Yeah, so for the first union training, we had so many people applying that we were much more selective as far as who could actually attend and not, just because we had way more people than we could actually feasibly have attend. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it was like in the hundreds. And then we had too many. And then for the second and third there were fewer people and for a while I was like what is it why is interest tapering off and the reason of course is that 40 of them already attended a union training workshop the one that we ran for them <laughs> yeah pretty fair reason to not be interested in attending again uh, and so we, we got less selective and we definitely have had the discussion while going through this person is attending for the bit but like if they do and they get something out of the four hour how to, to unionize your workshop training, like your workplace uh, workshop, then, um, you know, that's worth it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, who hasn't 
learned a lot or developed in a new skill or something in the context of going way overboard for an RP before. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, the the case where someone can show up and be like, oh, oh, wait, this is, ac- this is actually like a serious thing. Wait, this might actually be good for me, like in my mm-hmm. personal life and not just as it relates to baseball. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, like, after, like, you know, we... we- started being like, okay, we're just going to run this as a main thing. Like, Zuki, one of the folks, I believe, who was actually organizing the ARG, just kind of joined in and was like, hey, I hear you guys are talking about union organizing. I'm in the IWW. Let's kind of get together. And then, like, a couple more people from the Spies came along. One person from the Shoe Thieves came along. And, like, we just kind of built this really nice, like, group of folks. Like, it was it was really interesting, right? Because I feel that, like... So my main my main impetus for like pushing with trying to get this thing set up right was like okay I need practice running the organizing training because as someone who does this shit in real life like you know I want to be able to 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 run this training and help folks organize their workplace offline as well as like giving people advice online but like I think in a lot of ways the the format of baseball really helped with getting that yes and energy because it was like within like a week of being like okay let's just do this for everyone. Embis from uh, the Spies, uh, formerly an ambassador, had set up a site and then Gwen had signed on to do the typing which by the way is an amazing accessibility tool that I think we're hopefully going to be adopting like in the actual like union branch stuff and like it just kind of like all kind of snapped into place and like that's baseball baby because that's the shit that we do for like you know um when we were doing in the spies like operation peapod or operation everton mcblaze the second right the fuck out of here did we actually name that operation uh no because it wasn't a formal operation i think it was very spontaneous it was yeah it was just a thing that they started doing Mm -hmm. but it's still like one of my favorites we have had operations It's a good time. I'm glad that one time we just we just tricked like everyone in baseball into getting rid of our worst player. <laughs> I, I don't know that it was a trick. It was really it was it was a very spies trick in that we said to everyone, <laughs> "This is our worst player, and we want to get rid of him. Please help." And everyone was like, "Yeah, sure, we'd love to." You know, like it benefited people as well because they didn't lose their player that they didn't want to lose. But it was very much uh, not except the Fridays, not very secretive at all, which really is the best way to run an operation. You know, lulls everyone into a false sense of security about our trustworthiness. Houston spies, we're trustworthy. Sure. I mean, for context there, I think also the main advertisements there was, this isn't more necromancy. <laughs> that, that also that also is a selling point. Yeah, everyone was like shocked after that with the, with the necromancy. Like, they were just like, this was when people were dying in droves. It's certainly something to hear that a piece that has emerged from these trainings it might be folded back into the more official things going on. That's certainly, certainly an interesting development. I think, I'm trying to remember the exact timeline, but I think the proposal to do the union training was after the game itself referred to uh, unions and, and striking and everything. The third strike speech that the peanut gave uh, about how we were withholding the labor collectively. And then... The tacos were like, actually, we didn't mean this to come off as a labor strike. Those are cool, but that's not what we were intending. Please don't beat up our pitching machine. 
So, very fair. Congratulations, Peanut. You played yourself. Yes, we actually, our, our latest episode was season eight, and the we oh, excellent. largely glossed over but touched a brief brief bit upon the the scab discourse regarding Pitching Machine. So. The scab oh, yeah. discourse. I think, Dom, is it correct? We have one of the people that, that's helping facilitate was actually the person who made the propaganda from the tacos yes. about that? I think that came up in discussion recently. The the, the propaganda that kind of came off as a little (laughs) bit like... mean to come off as anti-union corporate propaganda, (laughs) but I sure made this, is what the person said. Something along those lines. They've been using it as as like an example of some of the stuff that your boss might pull and the actual training. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, there's there's some good humor about that. Oh, so so that was actually a question I was wondering. Like, Mm. uh, obviously these are mainly focused on the the actual content but i was i was interested to hear if baseball was playing a part in the actual trainings as well well in a lot of ways mostly no baseball well <laughs> sort of the baseball itself I, I said mostly but the training has changed a lot because we have been doing this because we've been getting a lot of fresh eyes. So, like, the training itself is based on the Industrial Workers of the World's uh, Your Job, Your Union program, which is a program here in the UK where we we run, like, a very a very shortened version of what would normally be, like, an eight-week course. And then, like, send you a bunch of resources, get you in touch with your local area organizer, that sort of thing. So we just kind of stole the training from that. And then, like, kind of... With permission. Yeah, with permission. I'm, I'm on the training committee. Listen, the <laughs> training was just out there, available for any hotel guests. And... <laughs> it wasn't nailed down. It wasn't... There, there was no field of lasers to acrobat through. It was on a little mm-hmm. platter by the coffee. When we adapted the presentation, there was a lot of notes in a document. There was the presentation, which was quite long. And so I was like, does anybody mind if I just, like make a presentation very much still based on that presentation, but like with things more incorporated and with speaker notes just in Google Slides. And when I did that, the formatting that I used, because I have no aesthetic sensibility whatsoever. So I was like, I need to like make this look not like black default text on the white background. And so naturally, I went with white text on a black background, and I <laughs> used the two fonts that are used on the Blazeball site. And that's yeah. the, the one really obvious influence that Blazeball has had, was was the aesthetic of the eventual presentation as it exists. But it was really good to get eyes that weren't like from the union on this. Because in a lot of ways, like, this training had been kind of like a a static document, right? You do the training, and then that was the training. That's the training that we run. And Mm -hmm. now you know how to organize a workplace. But we were getting, like, a bunch of new eyes who'd never seen this. And we were asking them, like, what do you think we should change? And then all of a sudden, this thing's a living document again. And it's a thing that we've been iterating on and we've changed for each one of the trainings and made it better based on, like, the feedback and, like... This has actually had a knock-on effect back to the branch. Uh, Ori, one of the um, other facilitators, has been in this, like, heated... Uh, not heated, but, like, in this excited discussion with, like, the, the union's training secretary. 
like, oh, here's all the things we could change. Here's how we could better, like, make this training, like, more suited for, like, different workplaces, etc., etc. And it's 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 really exciting because that a lot of that was spurred on by the feedback that we got from people who we'd run this for and who had said yeah this was good but this is what you could do better hmm. uh and it's, it's it's quite exciting and even before running it there were definitely some like exercises where the feedback that you would give didn't really match what match well with what you were asking people to do and so it was like hey here's a crazy thought can we just uh ask them this question since that's the feedback we're going to be giving on their responses yeah and i I remember like gwen and i we were going through and like we were tweaking the training and we were talking about oh does this section need to be here and i was like yeah because like we want to get people thinking about this this and this there's no Mm -hmm. wrong answer in this and then gwen was just like okay but if there's no wrong answer for this why do we ask them for a right answer and it's like (laughs) <laughs> okay, yeah, we're going to change this question. Uh, so I think the the question that we have pending is, uh, how do you pitch this back to the IWW? Yeah, that's quite funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, what did that look like? Like, there's a bunch of people playing a fantasy sports simulator. Uh, <laughs> and let's teach them to unionize. Let me just link a tweet in the chat. <laughs> Uh, so to read this tweet out loud to our listeners we have from at o'hero dare one open union emails two read an organizer's account of how they are conducting organizer training on a game called baseball three proceed to the baseball website to see what on earth this game is four (laughs) five Close my emails. <laughs> Honestly, that would be a very much, uh, I think I've had enough internet for today moment if I were on the, the other end of that. Yeah, if I was on the receiving end of that, I would just <laughs> log off. I'd, I'd go outside and touch some grass. <laughs> be like, this is like someone telling you, I have a great audience for organizer training. But first, have you heard of a webcomic called Homestuck? <laughs> 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 so... Essentially, I asked for forgiveness rather than permission, um, because <laughs> frankly, at the time, I was a little bit worried people would think I'm a bit silly, you know, because it's a bit of like a, a weird thing to like, uh, it's a little bit of a weird thing to just be like, oh, I'm doing, I, I'm doing this, it might be really trivial, but etc, etc, etc. But actually, when I told Ori, and then when I told other folks in the branch, we were like, holy shit, this is really cool. <laughs> I just posted this thing on the forums, like uh, on uh, uh, the, the IWW internal forums. It's just like, so my organizing training practice accidentally went viral? Question mark. And then, like, kind of went, you know, ran through the campaign. Here's some of the things we could learn from it. How do we? How do we? How how, how do we learn from this in future? Got like a bunch of folks who were just like really excited by this like weird form of like reaching out to folks, right? Because it's like. We always talk about, in the union, we talk about, at the end of the day, an organizing campaign has to go to where workers are. Because the the biggest reason that people don't join a union is 
that they don't know it's an option or that no one's asked them. So, like, if you fucking reach out to people and ask, hey, do you want to join a union? It's, it's a parable of the sword, you know? Either folks, like, aren't going to be into it or they are going to be into it and will potentially learn a lot from it. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if one person goes on to look into organizing their workplace, then, then like, we've succeeded and it's been worth it. And already a couple of people have, so... I, I, I definitely say that this has been this has been a very much worthwhile experience. But have you had to explain baseball? Yes. <laughs> I would love to hear. <laughs> yes. I remember getting called up from the, the West Scotland area organizer and she was just like, Hey, so Tilly, I've been reading this account of your organizing. What's baseball? And I'm like, so let me tell you about homestuck. <laughs> No, I want to hear your explanation of Blaseball. I mean, I always want to hear people's explanations of Homestuck as well, to be honest. But I really want to hear Blaseball specifically. How do, how do you explain Blaseball, Dom? Yeah, so it's it's quite interesting, right? So, like, the, the explanation I gave her was basically, like, it's an online fancy baseball game run by a small independent developer with a large fan base, a lot of whom are LGBTQ+, or, like, queer, pretty leftist, like, a lot of, like... The kind of people who are very much, you know, involved in the fan fiction scene and involved in fandom and stuff, these very like feminized fields that have a lot of queer folks, but most of whom are working class, but don't really get reached out to in the same way as like minors might, you know, or like that sort of thing. At the end of the day, so like we, one of the things like that we talked about is how like this game is like very much about collective action. It's about how like the only way you can interact with it is by campaigning and by deciding this is a thing that we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. Let's do it. Which is like skills that are applicable to organizing. You know, that is that is like stuff, and we covered this in the training actually, but like organizing isn't necessarily just like, okay, I'm gonna start a union. It can also be like I've organized uh I've organized like a, a birthday party for some friends, or I've organized like there are people in the baseball community who just started a record label or who made like baseball cares, however you'd like a charity merch store or whatever. There are people who have like made an entire musical in like 72 hours that's organizing baby and if we can take those skills and be like okay you guys have learned all this from this weird fandom and from your everyday lives here's how to turn that into collective action and see some power in your workplace see some control i think that's very empowering so like we we were talking a lot about that and how like the game kind of almost in it's almost a teaching game in that way and I don't know how intended that was, but like in, in many ways it develops these these skills that I think most people have that are very, very applicable in, in, in like real union organizing. I think it's probably pretty intentional. Yeah. I mean, Blaseball is a horror game. Blaseball is an oral history roguelike is my favorite description. <laughs> but uh, Blaseball is also a game that has anti-capitalism as a stat and the boss as eventual antagonist question mark and uh has has specifically referred to strikes and collective refusal to work and things like that think that to to a pretty obvious extent the developers are yeah at least leaning into that from the fandom but i think i think some of it was that was definitely intended to begin with i mean it's the zeitgeist right like right now capitalism not very popular with the young (laughs) hip crowd (laughs) 
Yeah. Wonder how that could be. <laughs> and like, and like, kind of what we're trying to do is introduce this, introduce the idea that there are ways the like people can concretely like fight against that, you know, in in like local communities. And like, it's it's interesting because in many ways the what we've been doing, whether both spreading the words and getting people along to this and just running it itself is very similar to how we go about community organizing and uh, and like organizing in like local communities it's just the local community here happens to be a group of people who all know each other and play this online game yeah um... and why aren't we getting paid to be baseball fans you know <laughs> unionized baseball <laughs> <laughs> Unionized baseball. Today, baseball. <laughs> Tomorrow, the world. Actually, we are getting paid. Hmm. Hmm. We do get the coins. We do get the coins. It's true. Yeah, I don't think we're uh, given that the the coins are are generated by scripts. I don't think we're seizing the means of production anytime soon in that case. But you know. Yeah, there. That's 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 company script right there. On the other hand, fucking George Soros at me. On the other hand, SimSim exists. I myself am working on an offline baseball simulator. Um, I think mm. I think seizing the means of production is out there. It's just you know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, all right. Well, with that and leaving on the note, just because the idea of commodifying anti-capitalism is is a terrifying enough note to end on. <laughs> Do you want to tell folks where they can uh, find information on all this stuff? Yes. So we, the, the Houston Spies do have a website. It is houstonspies.cyou. And then houstonspies.cyou slash union is, is where we have like, it's, it's roughly kept up to date. Currently, we don't have training scheduled, but we're hoping to get back to it like uh, in the next couple of months. Right now, what we've been doing is having a think about how we want to how we want to tweak this for like the next group of folks. There's talk of like, so one of the main things that we do in the training is talk about how to how to talk to coworkers one-on-one for security and for helping build relationships and get people on the side. So there has been talk about like running a much shorter workshop specifically about that aspect. But yeah, so, so keep posted on there. I believe we're also at Spies Organize on Twitter. We're also considering, uh, I believe we're still considering, breaking out the social leader identification activity as a separate, smaller workshop. Yes, yes, yes. We basically have a lot of a lot of thoughts, and, you know, we have a good history of making thoughts become actions, <laughs> eventually. Hell yeah. So... Spies win. Yeah, I guess. I guess my my one last question besides that is, you know, do you have any success stories that you want to share out of this besides folks attending? Yes. So um, I know that one particular one particular worker who attended the first training and then stayed on as a facilitator has been sending us like some stories about how they've been doing one on ones in their workplace and getting together. You know, starting to put this stuff into use. They're not with the IWW, but they are with one of their local unions. Uh, and then uh, another thing is another another worker has recently gotten in touch and done their first uh, union meeting with the uh, Ireland branch. They were they were DMing me and like talking about how cool all the folks in in Ireland are. So I'm, I'm hoping that they stay involved in that because honestly, the the Ireland branch is still relatively new. 
And I'm excited to see where it goes. Fantastic. I'd like to share a story about running the workshop, if, if I may. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm just very, I'm very pleased with it. One of the points made in the workshop is, as Dom was saying, one of the main reasons why workers don't join unions once they already exist is that they're never reached out to about it. They're never recruited. They're never asked. Uh, and so you end up with a workplace where you have a union, but it consists only of people that were in the union to start with, and then people who feel comfortable going out of their way to seek out and join the union themselves without being asked. And so the point made is even once you have your workplace unionized, you still need to keep recruiting. Um, you need to get comfortable with asking people you know, do you want to join the union? And so when we were discussing doing the training, um, I suggested, and we have done this in each of the training since, having an activity where each person is asked to ask on, on voice call, um, or if in text if they're not comfortable. But I think so far we've had everyone be comfortable enough to do it in voice call, because it's toward the end of the training when people are more comfortable with each other. Um, you know, just to ask do you want to join the union? And you can do some kind of like silly accent or voice if you want, or you can, you can phrase it in a meme way. I believe Dom likes to challenge people with the fact that Tillman Henderson is in a union and you don't want to be worse than Tillman Henderson. Um, <laughs> and just, just memeing on it because, you know, it, the power of memes in this community has been seen many occasions with the crabs just calm zapping the server with Yurt's Trunbo and things like that. And so just, just getting in the habit of saying that. Consequently, I believe at least Parker 4, I don't know, I'm sure Parker 5 has been asked, you know, has been nagged to join a union <laughs> because, you know, Parker really needs to join a union. I don't think this internship is being handled in a legal way at all. So... Yeah, it's been a really successful activity. It's a great way to just get people used to saying the kind of awkward question, do you want to join the union? <laughs> Fantastic. All right, then. Well, thank you two so much for joining us. This has certainly been a very interesting conversation and it's very, very cool to see how these whole, you know, processes spawn off from our dumb little internet game. <laughs> hey, like, this stuff's not dumb. At the end of the day, baseball, making music, writing fanfics, that's that's why we're doing this. That's why we're fighting. So that we have more time to do stuff like this that we love, rather than toiling away at la wage labor. Absolutely. I do think, think baseball's still silly, though. That's fair. <laughs> that's part of the beauty of it. <laughs> we'll, we'll accept silly. We'll accept silly. All right. Um, well, oh, I was just going to say one last plug before we're done. If, if any of y'all are um, having issues in your workplace, or if anyone you know is, um, and you're interested in trying to take matters into your own hands and organizing, hit up the industrial workers of the world, iww.org, because uh, we've been getting real active lately. We've been um, helping folks organize their workplace. I believe my branch currently has like four ongoing organizing campaigns. With COVID, like everyone's just 
everyone's yeah. starting to like be like, okay, yeah, no, we we need this shit. Unions, we could be me, we could be you. There's always a good time to unionize, but now is an especially good time to unionize. Hell yeah. Well, till next time, as always, I've been Evan Saft. You can find me on Twitter at Names Equip. You can find me and my co-host Eli on our other podcast rollout, playing Aquarius Fuck Mask campaign. And uh, Lee, you want to take it from here? Yes. Again, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast and talking about incredibly important things that you do to us two people who are just fucking around and recording audio and making a Blazeball podcast. This was absolutely wonderful. I have been Eli Lee. You can find me on Twitter at It's Hamhawks. And until we speak again, go unionize your workplace. Workers of the world unite. Thanks to the garages for letting us use their song, and I mean all gods, as our theme. You can find more music that they've written about baseball at thegarages.bandcamp.com.